Hey guys, what's up? This is Yuki, and welcome to my podcast, Toast It Up. I hope you guys are having a wonderful summer.、Um, it's been so hot in Japan at the moment, and I'm literally melting all day, all night. But、um, yes, I'm surviving. And actually, how is the summer in other places? I hope you guys are all managing.、Um, Anyways, today、um, this is a Sunday episode, and for those who are new to this show, on Sundays I share the videos, articles, blogs, people that inspired me and gave me a positive impact in the hope of helping you get motivated for the following week. Also, I'm sharing what I received from you guys as to what has influenced you in a positive way or anything that made you think so that we can learn from each other through these Sunday episodes. For the past Sunday episodes, I shared the videos and videos and videos. So today I want to kind of change that trend a bit.、Um, I want to share a book that I really do recommend you to read.、Um, it's been a while since I read the last book, so I thought probably it's about time to read something because we can learn a lot from books, right? So a few days ago, I decided to read what was. In my bookshelf for a long time, and in fact, I haven't finished reading it, but even at this stage, I was amazed by its content, so I'm going to introduce it to you here. The book is called What Money Can't Buy,、uh, written by Michael Sandel, who is a professor at Harvard University teaching political philosophy. Some of you may have already heard or read this book. It's not really new,、um, it's been around for a while. But I believe this book allows us to understand what's going on in our current society, in our markets, and it asks us an important question that we all need to think of what can we get with money, and what should we be able to get with money? This sounds very difficult, but it's written in a way that anyone can understand. So, In today's episode, let's look into some things that are mentioned in this book. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Right, so the first thing、um, that I found interesting from this book was that he introduced an example of things that we could get with money. And some of them I didn't know that they were up for sales. So let's have a look.、Um, for instance, you could apparently you could rent out the space on your forehead or elsewhere on your body to display commercial advertising for the exchange of $777. Apparently, Air New Zealand hired 30 people to shave their heads. And wear temporary tattoos with the slogan, Need a change? Head down to New Zealand. I mean, would you guys do that for the money?、Um, it's a temporary tattoo, apparently, so it's not permanent. So maybe some of you might.、Um, I wouldn't personally, but, anyways,、um, let's see other examples that are up for sales.、Um, The cell phone number of your doctor for the same day appointment for $1,500 up to $25,000 per year. Oh, wow, this is, this is a lot. 
um, another one, a prison cell upgrade, $82 per night. Apparently in Santa Ana, California, and some other cities, non-violent offenders can pay for better accommodations. Um, this is like hotel, isn't it? Um, okay. Oh, this one is interesting. Um, if you are a second grader in an underachieving Dallas school, you get $2 if you read a book, etc., etc. So now, as you could see, these days, many things could be bought with money, but that could be a problem, which is what this book argues. He claims two reasons why this can lead to a problem. One, inequality, and two, corruption. So for number one, inequality, he says that when the only advantage of affluence is the ability to buy expensive sports cars, fancy vacations, then inequalities of income and wealth wouldn't matter very much. But if money could buy more and more, such as political influence, good medical care, access to elite school rather than failing ones, having money makes all the difference in the world, which induces an inequality. For number two, corruption. He says that putting a price on good things in life can corrupt them because markets not only allocate goods, but they also express and promote certain attitudes towards the goods being exchanged. For example, paying kids to read books might increase the number of kids who read books, but that also teaches kids to regard reading as a chore rather than a source of intrinsic satisfaction. In this book, there are many fields of markets that are put upon discussions as to whether it should be commoditized or not. What is amazing about this book and the author Michael Sandel is that these things are hard to discuss, which is why I think it's been ignored or looked away. But this book provides us a great opportunity to rethink of what money does in our current society and what money should be able to buy so that we can protect moral and civic goods. I think with the development in the technology, this kind of discussion will be more and more necessary. So I hope this book will be recognized by more and more people. Also, how he discusses in this book and his choice of words are very intellectual and we can learn a lot from his writings too. So many, many great features of this book. I hope you enjoy reading it. Okay, so that's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure there are so many other interesting articles, videos, other sources. So please do share with me, if anything, as well as your takeaway from this book. As usual, if you have any comments, feedbacks, or questions on this episode, don't hesitate to contact me via Instagram or Facebook page. I'm going to be starting a new project on my podcast soon. So stay tuned for that as well. I hope you've had a great weekend and I'll see you soon. Bye.